It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, January 20th. Winter can be a challenging time for many families at the lake, and Share the Harvest is here to help. The local charity has applications now open for rent assistance starting in February. Residents can come to Share the Harvest and receive an application. Residents may qualify for a one-time rent assistance payment up to $250 per household. Don't let warm weather early in the week fool you. Single-digit temperatures are back. Expect temperatures to only reach the low 20s today with wind chills in the single digits and lower teens. Back to the single digits overnight, but a little break for the weekend. Friday is expected to rebound slightly into the 30s and will be back into the 40s and 50s for the weekend. The creation of the Lake Ozark Transportation Development District, TDD, is one step closer to making it on the ballot. A Miller County judge has approved the TDD. It now has to be certified to be included on the ballot. If voters approve it, an additional three-quarters of a cent sales tax would be collected on all retail sales made in the district. That money would go toward transportation projects such as road repair on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. The proposed district TDD stretches from the Quality Inn to just before Bagnell Dam and requires a majority vote from voters in the district. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. The MSU Bears, a winner last night at home over Illinois State. The Bears improved to 14-6. and They'll look to keep it rolling on the road at Loyola Chicago on Saturday. The uh, Mizzou Tigers coming off a big win earlier in the week. At Ole Miss, they will be on the road to play Alabama on Saturday. Of course, the NFL playoffs heading into week number two, and the uh, the Chiefs with a huge game on Sunday night against the Bills. So here's your lineup. Four games this weekend. The two games on Saturday, the Bengals will be at the Titans in the first game Saturday. They kick that off at 3.30. Saturday night game, the 49ers at Green Bay. 49ers coming off the that upset win over the Cowboys. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. Sunday's two games, the first game at 2 o'clock, will have the Rams in 
Tampa to play the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And then the nightcap Sunday, of course, the Chiefs at Arrowhead against the Bills. That ought to be quite the game. The Bills beating the Chiefs during the regular season in Kansas City. So uh, this one is going to be interesting. They lost to Buffalo 38-20. to That was on October the 10th. And again, that was at Arrowhead. Buffalo had the biggest margin of victory over their opponents in the league during the regular season. They beat their opponents by a total of 194 points. In comparison, the Chiefs beat their opponents by a total of 116 points. That'll be a pretty interesting game. St. Louis Blues with another night off. They'll be busy tomorrow night on the road at Seattle. A lot of high school basketball tomorrow night as well. Osage, with a very good season going, will be at undefeated Eugene. Eugene ranked number one in the states in their class. Versailles having a good season. They're at California tomorrow night. California having a great year. Just a couple of losses on the season. Camdenton will host the Lakers shootout on Saturday. And you can see Lakers coach Craig Campbell. He's featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show. You can see that at 10, 2, and 6 on Lake TV. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niagara River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com.
It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for taking some time to join us. Bill Munhausen, I am going to establish the fact so that we don't have to carry on about it like I've been listening all morning long to people on the radio, people on the TV. It is cold. Yes, it is cold. It is cold. So we've uh-huh. established that fact. It's going to stay cold for a while. Yeah. Uh, clear sky this morning. Uh, you'll enjoy that while you're standing indoors, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, right now we are reporting 8 degrees, 8 degrees in beautiful downtown Camdenton. We are here at the Key Gathering Place on South Business 5, and you are welcome to come by and see us. 8 degrees, and it looks like we're only going to get up to uh, possibly... 22 before it is all said and done today. So if you were hoping for, uh, you know, one of those days where you might be able to just throw caution to the wind, take a day off because it is uh, uh, something that you've uh, been wanting to do and maybe get out on the lake. <laughs> yeah. I don't think today would be a good day to do that. Uh, 22 degrees for the high. We'll have plenty of sunshine. Clear tonight, low of 6 above. So. Mm-hmm. We have established the fact that it is cold, folks. Yes, it's cold. it's cold. 30 for the high tomorrow and a low of 18 with plenty of sunshine. 42 on Saturday with a low 26 and a few clouds. Sunny on Sunday, high 48, low 29. 55 the high on Monday with a low of 23. Then we'll drop uh, way down there. 28 on Tuesday, 28 on Wednesday, 43 Thursday. And uh, with a brightly cloudy sky, looking for a high of around 41 on Friday. 8.09 is our time. What is going on over there at the uh, wonderful, exciting, and always uh, entertaining Bagnell Dam? Well, of course, they're working on the dam, on the bridge over it. Uh, we know that because uh, we talk with Bob Lynch from MoDOT to get our uh, weekly updates on what's going on. But the folks at uh, Bagnell Dam reporting a lake level of 658.2 and a river level of 551.52. So there you go. Get all that technical, official stuff out of the way so that we can uh, get to the business at hand. Um, I am under the understanding, Bill, that uh, Mindy Sales will be here today. That is our understanding. Sometime during the 8 o'clock hour. Sometime during the 8 o'clock hour. Uh Danny Ellison will also join us this morning. He is the educated redneck, and he is always full of uh, lots of information. Full of lots of information. As I said there, um, <laughs> and uh, he'll he'll be into rant and rave at about nine ten this morning. Mm-hmm. Danny is uh, is somebody who, of course, we uh, we can count on as far as timeliness. Uh, I'm not saying that there's people that we we talk with that aren't timely. It is easier when you're just having to make a phone call instead of actually come here. You know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You sit by the yeah. sit by the phone. Uh, I, I guess well, people do sit by the phone. Some people sit on their phone. Yeah, I guess it's it's pr- they're having bad weather back where Danny is too, right? Actually, I think o- over on the East Coast, <coughs> at this point, it's not too bad along the East Coast. Hmm. Up in the uh, northwestern Northeast, corner, Northeast. northwestern corner, uh, around where Washington State is, Oregon, all that stuff, they've got uh, some decent weather. And it, it, what what it is is it's this doggone um, front that is coming through. It is coming out of the northwest, where they say, of course, it comes down and it doesn't pick up any any moisture off uh, the Pacific Ocean. It just comes straight down, like through Canada, then down into the United States, and then it dips down and starts to push its way back up along the East Coast. 
And where it dips down is around the Gulf of Mexico. That's where it picks up its moisture, brings it back inland. Oh, okay. And those folks, uh, you know, around, well, I guess, uh, they had all kinds of winter storm warnings to the south of us in Texas, uh, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana. I think they were ha- having uh, all kinds of winter storm warnings or something along those lines anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, we don't get any of the precipitation because it comes down through uh, the Midwest and then uh, pulls back up uh, right down there around the Gulf of Mexico and pushes its way back up to... Uh, just get the cold. Yeah. Yeah, we just get the cold. Lucky us. That's really all we want, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had to deal with, let's say, the cold and the snow or the ice, uh, you know, one or the other, but not both. Right. Definitely not both. <laughs> 812 is our time. What is uh, today? Well, today... For all of uh, my radio brothers and sisters out there, is uh, today is National DJ Day. Hmm. And so uh, hats off to all the DJs. Now, they're talking about DJs who play, like, in the clubs and things like that. But I used to do that, too. I was a, I was a DJ for a lot of years. I guess DJs actually don't use discs anymore, do they? No, far no. from it. No discs. No discs. No. Uh, it would be interesting because beat mixing was something that uh, it was very popular for a while. And yeah, where they started grab, grab the record and zip, zip back and forth, right? Right, and, uh-huh. and then they mix the beat from one record into the next song to make kind of a smooth, nice nice transition where you don't, you don't necessarily hear any kind of a break between one song into another. And mm-hmm. we used to do it with records, and uh, then it got a little harder to do with CDs, so they computerized everything. And yeah, now there's, so there's an app for it now. That's oh, there's like an app for yeah, everything, yeah. man, yeah. So absolutely... So all the uh, all the DJs out there, today's your day. Today is also National Cheese Lovers Day. Are you a cheese lover? Definitely a cheese lover. What is uh, what kind of but cheese do you enjoy? Well, I you know I I'm not I don't go for exotic things. I like cheddar cheeses and stuff like that. Some Gruyere. Yeah, I mean you know I, you like everything in moderation, I guess. You know, I kind of miss Velveeta. We we don't really use Velveeta anymore, but Velveeta used to be kind of something when I was a kid. It's funny you bring that up. We made a big bowl of Rotel and threw the, you know, the Rotel and the Velveeta uh-huh, yeah. and had some chips the other night. It was great. Nice. Just it it it, it warms you up, man. It's uh-huh. one of those filling, very mm-hmm. warming things. And then my wife likes to make the grilled cheese with the Velveeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you put uh, when you put your grilled cheese together, do you use butter or mayonnaise to toast your bread in the in the pan? I, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> that's out of your pay grade? <laughs> that's out of, out of what I look at, really. I like yeah. to use mayonnaise because it seems like it spreads spreads easier and covers uh, most of the bread for butter. Sometimes you've got to fight it yeah, a little bit. It adds a little flavor. It's kind of a little sweet, yeah. maybe. And, and, and do the inside and the outside and then put your cheese in there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Today is National uh, Penguin Day. Wonderful day for the... Uh, Good day for penguins. Good day for uh-huh, penguins. Yeah. It's a perfect day for penguins. Camcorder day. Remember uh, back in the day when we had the camcorders? Camcorders, yeah. I remember when those uh, the video recorders first came out as far as some of the ones that were around, and, and they were huge. And like everything else, over the years, they get smaller and smaller and smaller, and now we can do it all on our phones. Yeah. So was a camcorder actually the camera with the built-in Cassette, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember the first one of those we bought. It was like fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, back in the day, off the scale, expensive. Uh-huh. 
and get to know your customers day. We do we get to know our customers? I think we <laughs> we, we know our customers a little bit. Most of them are kind of out there. Yeah. International Day of Acceptance. Uh, also, take a walk outdoors day. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. My no. wife invited me last night to go out and look at the moon because the moon was beautiful. Yes, it was. Yes, we glanced. The waxing gibbets. I was, I was not really into it. I just kind of put my big coat on, glanced at it, said, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> you got to show a little bit more concern there, Bill. You just really do. Women appreciate that sort of thing. Yeah. Today is National Coffee Break Day and uh, Women's Healthy Weight Day. So mm-hmm. those are some things. If uh, you're looking for something to do, if you need a reason to celebrate, guess what? There you go. It you is go. wonderful, marvelous, exciting, downright uh, explosive with excitement today. So mm-hmm. I guess if you want to call it that. It is 816. Mindy Sales, uh, looking forward to hearing from Mindy. Danny Ellison on the program. We'll go ahead and tell you who's going to be with us tomorrow. Bev Allen is going to be joining us with the Concerned Women uh, of America. Wait, no. For America of Missouri. Right. Okay. Exactly. She'll join us for the first 20 minutes of the program tomorrow morning. Then uh, we hope to hear from Mr. Bob Lynch, and I'm sure we will. Bob will join us at about 840 for MoDOT, and we'll round out uh, the day, the week, with Mr. Dave Maupin with his uh, latest take on what's going on with Among the Dogwoods right there uh, taking uh, care of business and making sure that it is... Uh, it is something that you know about, what's happening at your Camden County Commission meetings. So, uh, you know, uh, this series that uh, has been all the rage and has really helped to draw some uh, attention to the Lake of the Ozarks area, and that is the uh, show Ozark. You're familiar with that? Yeah. The, I haven't actually watched an episode, but I've seen pictures yeah, of me, it. And yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what they did for the show. They came to Missouri... Uh-huh. They they took all of the B roll that they needed, and then they headed down to Georgia to uh, to film the show to put the show all together. Right? Yeah. Why? What's that about? Well, that's because Georgia offers uh, incentives for people to come in and make movies and TV shows, and the state of Missouri doesn't. And so lawmakers are going to uh, take another uh, crack at at trying to bring filmmakers to Missouri. Okay, so and uh, and have them actually stay here longer. I guess. Right. Just come here and, yeah. you know, it says a bill that would incentivize filmmakers to film in Missouri by giving them tax breaks was heard Tuesday by the Senate Committee on Economic Development. Isn't it a shame that government has to get involved in making movies and TV shows? Well, it, it's more than a shame. It isn't even relevant to what their job is. Well, bringing movie makers to the state has been a point of discussion since the provisions of a similar bill. Mm-hmm. Ended in 2013, the same year that the hit thriller Gone Girl wrapped up in Cape Girardeau. Since then, films shot uh, in Missouri have dwindled as filmmakers favor uh, states with better financial incentives. Senator Danny Hoskins, a Republican from Warrensburg, is the sponsor of SB. That's going to fall off the table right there. There you go. Looked like it was getting ready to fall. Uh, Senator Denny Hoskins, a Republican from Warrensburg, is the sponsor of SB 732. Although it has provisions similar to a House bill passed in 2019, it is not the same. Similar, but not the same. The bill would uh, grant filmmakers a tax credit equal to 20% of their qualifying expenses. An additional 5% each could also be granted if several conditions are met, including filming more than half of the project in Missouri, 
filming more than 15% in a rural area, hiring Missouri residents in specialized positions and providing positive advertisement. And they also call that advertisement uh, for the state. Hoskins also emphasized that the bill is different than the one that ended in 2013 because the tax credit could only be issued after economic development had occurred. Up to $16 million a year in tax credits could be issued. Yeah. I wonder if the bigger issue for Missouri isn't infrastructure. I mean, it's hard for a film crew to film in Lake of the Ozarks because of the the, the travel difficulty. You have to fly into either St. Louis or Kansas City and then drive down here and all that kind of stuff. Right. And... Uh, you go to uh, Atlanta, and that's uh, obviously more of a centralized hub for things, and it's easier to get in and out, especially... Uh, now, a while ago, they were boycotting Atlanta or Georgia in general because of some of the election laws or something, I think, they were setting right, up. Right, right, right. I mean, if, if they're going to boycott Missouri or, or Atlanta or Georgia over certain things, I, I imagine we're worse to the outside world. We're, we're we kinda. have so much rich history, though. It's not worth boycotting <laughs> Missouri. We're full of rich history. Yeah. We've got a lot of uh, well-known people. You know, Walt Disney was born here in the state of Missouri. Yeah, but we're, re- Pitt, we're rebellious Missouri. from a liberal leftist West Coast, East Coast point of view. Well, you know what? Ozark, though, I mean, here again, I mean, look at, look at the popularity of this TV series. I mean, and mm-hmm. how many seasons it's been on and it's getting ready to wrap up. And so... Uh, you know, I don't really think that maybe politics in this particular instance makes a whole lot of difference. If, if it's something that is, uh, you know, exciting, it, it, it pulls in the viewers, then that's what it's all about. But I still don't think it's necessary for us to have to lure uh, these movie makers and these people that make uh, TV shows into uh, our state to make movies. I mean, come on. Well, I think that's the biggest um, issue is about that people are just like, why are we giving them all of this credits and those sort of things? And we aren't doing it to our businesses that are here all the time. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think that to me is the biggest thing that stands out for it. But then again, the other side of the coin is how much money are we losing? I mean, how much money did the Missouri lose not having Ozark filmed here? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's a, it's a dicey, it's a, it's a hard one. I feel. Well, there's also another story that Governor Parsons is championing a budget that is a record high budget. $47 billion. What? Yep. So the more money we take in, the more money they want to spend. And it's always going to go to not the core thing that they're supposed to do, like roads. Right. It goes to some other stuff. As you can tell, we've been joined by Mindy Sales, who is out rubbing down her horses to make sure they were warm. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how much prep I had to do the last couple days getting... Just making sure everybody's Would it be water. easier to just thin out the herd a little bit, you know, no, find no, some homes for them? Stop talking to my husband. Well, I, no. <laughs> I mean, no. Maybe you can't take on, you know, you can't take. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. Is this a replacement for, like, your daughters are all growing up and moving out, and so you don't have any anyone to take care of anymore, so you're just going to start rolling in the animals? No, I've always, you know, I've always loved horses. I've always, you know, I just, it's always been my dream to have them. So to be able to have right. them now is just awesome. Right. And, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, but I love it, too. I mean, I look forward to going out to the barn. Yeah. So. Walking out to the barn and stepping in some horse poop. Boy, right. I, look, I look forward to that every day. Well, you know. You I can almost did when we, we were over child, yes. so I had to watch where I was you do have walking around there. You do. Well, we're going to talk more with uh, Mindy, of course, uh, after our break at 830, and you're going to be talking about a very special gentleman who recently passed away. So sorry to hear that. Um, George Bogma. It was a shocker. 
it was a shocker um, when he passed away. But my gosh, um, what a gem he was. So I'm really excited to share yeah. lots of great things about him. Well, George and Abby, of course, everybody knew them as spouses selling houses. Right. And they had that uh, big Humvee that they drove everywhere. I, maybe they had more than one. I don't know. But I remember at least, you know, I saw their logo emblazoned on at least yep. one of them over the years. And they're always together. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those situations, man, where when you first hear about something like that, you just, it, it doesn't sink in right away. It, it really it, it doesn't. It takes some time to uh, uh, to sink in. And like you said, I mean, uh, they were big fans when I was over across the, across town, as they would say. And, uh, you know, hopefully, I don't know if Abby's going to tune in this morning or not. I hope she does. Well, she's actually at a meeting in St. Louis, but she know, I just got off the phone there as I walked in the door. So she, um, I told her we would record it for her, and she'll be able to hear it. So. Very good. Very good. State film incentives, again, are they necessary to get uh, business? And, well, I, I think a lot of people look at it as an opportunity when we, what we were talking about here, just kind of round this out, is okay, fine, it's great, it's wonderful, you know, let's give these folks money. What do we, what, what are the, what would be the benefits? I mean, either one of you, what, what would be the benefits of giving these people tax incentives? What, what do they get from this? Or what do we get from it? I mean, I know what they get from it, but, you know, is it, uh, is it something that's, well, is it tourism dollars or? I think that um, two things. I think that I think it brings notoriety to, you know, people coming to Missouri. But like, I mean, I don't know how many um, I, I've got. A, one of my girls' friends lives in um, California and they, there are people on the beach who are advertising. You know, they have signs up advertising Ozark. You know, that's what they do. I didn't know this, but they'll say Ozark season, whatever, starting today or whatever. So she went up to one of the people. She's like, I am I'm from like the Ozarks. And they like thought she was a celebrity. Like it was the most crazy thing because she was from here. That, but but here's a disappointing part. I think a lot of people come here to see a lot of things, and there's a lot of things that aren't here because they're in Georgia. Like they want to see a specific house or a specific, you know, those sort of things. Well, that's why they did all the B-roll here and well, then did. went down to Georgia to make the movie. And but, so I, I think this is this counters exactly what it is that they're trying to do here because we're getting the publicity, we're getting the notoriety, and people are coming to the Lake of the Ozarks because of the show. I mean, I've run into people before, especially when I'm doing hot summer nights down on the strip where somebody comes up and says, oh, where's this place or where's that place? Uh, you know, we love the show. We, and, 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 and like you said, when somebody finds out that you're from the Lake of the Ozarks, Oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. Is it really like that? I mean, yeah. is that the, you know, I mean, questions it like is. crazy. It is. It's <laughs> completely and totally like what you're watching here on the show. Yeah. Now, now, the vast majority of movies that could be made in Missouri won't be really about Lake of the Ozarks or something. No. They'll be about whatever a movie maker wants to make a movie about. That's true. So is there, that wouldn't necessarily bring in any tourists or anything, you know, just because it's filmed here. Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, all you have to do is say, look, well, you know, they came in, they shot the B-roll for Ozark, they went down to Georgia, made the TV show or the series or whatever. It's not a TV. Is it a TV show? It's a Netflix what? series. A, yeah. I guess, whatever. Okay, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't follow any of this stuff. Um, well, I'd be fascinated to know what the, what the economic uh, impact has been for Georgia. Like, do did there was there any? I mean, positive or negative? I, I would love to know that, but well, not they, that we'll get the information. Well, they, some uh, some of the filmmakers might have actually been um, resident there, so it, it's there's probably no economic impact in Georgia. 
I'm just curious. I know we're we're reaping all the benefits. So why do we need to? That's a, that's a good point. Why do we need to give these people incentives in the first place? We don't. We don't. And and uh, Ozark is living proof of that. Eight twenty-seven is our time. Also, uh, something else on the agenda. You mentioned it. You alluded to it, uh, Bill, and that is um, uh, the governor, Governor Parson, unveiling his record forty-seven billion dollar budget for Missouri. In his state of the state address, state of the state. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did anybody watch Joe Biden on TV yesterday when he was oh, on? What a disaster! My gosh, that was so embarrassing. I, 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 I mean, I called people and like, you've got to watch this because I can't believe <laughs> that like this person is the president and. And then they would rip Trump for something. And well, if Trump ever uh, acted like that. Oh my gosh! Oh. Here's the thing. Here's here's obviously <clears throat> what. I think most people probably picked up on right away that he had the the press room was filled uh, with you know people, and he would uh, he took a question from uh, uh, the guy uh, was it Steve Ducey's son uh, Peter Peter uh, he asked him a question and it was like a one or two word answer and then there was a guy from Newsmax that asked him a question oh. and the guy from Newsmax. Uh, in my opinion, was the only guy that properly introduced himself. You know, normally when they they uh, pick you to ask yeah. him a question, mm-hmm. the, when they pick you, you stand up and you say, you know, I'm Joe Blow from whatever yeah. news outlet, you know, KB from uh, Key Radio. Right, exactly. And then he, this guy asked him a question, and, you know, he, one two-word answer or one two-sentence answer, whatever. But then he had all of the the softball questions in the room. And you know, he would take forever to answer these things. But, I mean, it was so obvious Ugh. that all the, well, you know, this has been, how, how would you look at the first year of your presidency and all this other stuff? And he just rambled on aimlessly about everything. And some of it wasn't like, uh, like it didn't make sense. I mean, some of it I was like, huh? What? Well, what? the guy from Newsmax asked him, he said, you know, based on uh, the opinion polls out there, uh, you know, regarding your yes. mental health uh, you know, do you do you buy into what the American people are concerned about? That you know your cognitive ability is you know in the in the tank. Yes. Uh, and he was real quick to answer that. And like I said, <clears throat> I honestly think it was more orchestrated than anything else. Okay, so we've had you know eight or ten uh, liberal news organizations ask me a question, and I answered it and went on forever. And then, you know, well, we've got to let the other side, the conservative, more conservative-based news outlets, ask us a question. And, you know, I'll take their questions, but I'm not going to get in-depth with my answers. 8.30, speaking of news, hmm. we've got it for you right here, right now. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider, my buddy Chris Schneider. He's an awesome guy. He really is. And uh, he helps us with uh, sports courtesy of Lake TV. And we've got it all for you now, plus Mindy Sales. Oh, we're rocking through this 8 o'clock hour on The Daily Show here on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, January 20th. 
Winter can be a challenging time for many families at the lake, and Share the Harvest is here to help. The local charity has applications now open for rent assistance starting in February. Residents can come to Share the Harvest and receive an application. Residents may qualify for a one-time rent assistance payment up to $250 per household. Don't let warm weather early in the week fool you. Single-digit temperatures are back. Expect temperatures to only reach the low 20s today with wind chills in the single digits and lower teens. Back to the single digits overnight, but a little break for the weekend. Friday is expected to rebound slightly into the 30s and will be back into the 40s and 50s for the weekend. The creation of the Lake Ozark Transportation Development District, TDD, is one step closer to making it on the ballot. A Miller County judge has approved the TDD. It now has to be certified to be included on the ballot. If voters approve it, an additional three-quarters of a cent sales tax would be collected on all retail sales made in the district. That money would go toward transportation projects such as road repair on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. The proposed district TDD stretches from the Quality Inn to just before Bagnell Dam and requires a majority vote from voters in the district. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. The MSU Bears, a winner last night at home over Illinois State. The Bears improved to 14 and 6. They'll look to keep it rolling on the road at Loyola Chicago on Saturday. The uh, Mizzou Tigers coming off a big win earlier in the week. At Ole Miss, they will be on the road to play Alabama on Saturday. Of course, the NFL playoffs heading into week number two, and the uh, the Chiefs with a huge game on Sunday night against the Bills. So here's your lineup. Four games this weekend. The two games on Saturday, the Bengals will be at the Titans in the first game Saturday. They kick that off at 3.30. Saturday night game, the 49ers at Green Bay. 49ers coming off that. That upset win over the Cowboys. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. Sunday's two games, the first game at 2 o'clock, will have the Rams in Tampa to play the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And then the nightcap Sunday, of course, the Chiefs at Arrowhead against the Bills. That ought to be quite the game. The Bills beating the Chiefs during the regular season in Kansas City. So uh, this one is going to be interesting. They lost to Buffalo 38-20. That was on October the 10th, and again, that was 
at Arrowhead. Buffalo had the biggest margin of victory over their opponents in the league during the regular season. They beat their opponents by a total of 194 points. In comparison, the Chiefs beat their opponents by a total of 116 points. That'll be a pretty interesting game. St. Louis Blues with another night off. They'll be busy tomorrow night on the road at Seattle. A lot of high school basketball tomorrow night as well. Osage, with a very good season going, will be at undefeated Eugene. Eugene ranked number one in the state in their class. Versailles having a good season. They're at California tomorrow night. California having a great year. Just a couple of losses on the season. Camdenton will host the Lakers shootout on Saturday. And you can see Lakers coach Craig Campbell. He's featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show. You can see that at 10, 2, and 6 on Lake TV. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. 837, you're listening to The Daily Show, where we are at a balmy 7 degrees. 7 degrees and all is well. So we were at 8 last hour, and we've dropped a degree, and we're not going to get that much warmer today. Although, you know, uh, I say that, but let's think about it for a minute. We're at uh, 7 degrees. And we're looking for a high uh, today of 22. So that that might provide the motivation necessary to get through this day because we're looking for a temperature, an afternoon high, that is three times greater than what we're talking about right now. Six for the overnight low and wind chills in the uh, uh, below zero range. Ten. It was 24 below in Grand Rapids, Michigan this morning. Temperature? 24 below wind chill. Holy buckets. Yeah. That's and, really uh, cold. And and then, you know, last weekend we were supposed to get Snowpocalypse right, 2022. Right, uh, the, I think the people, the, 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 the folks up in Iowa got hammered the worst. And, and all up in, you know, the upper Midwest. Anyway, 30 for the high tomorrow with a low of 18. Sunshine, plenty of it. Partly cloudy on Saturday. High 42, low 26. 48 the high on Sunday with a low of 29. 55 on Monday, 28 on Tuesday. Uh, we have some, you know, 
winter weather, folks. And I'm looking here at precipitation again. We're not really expecting a whole lot. And you don't really, I don't think we focus on drought conditions in the fall and winter months at all, uh, maybe more so in spring and summer. But apparently we are enduring some drought conditions because we're just not getting any precipitation. Uh, we got a little bit over the weekend, but not much. Lake level at 658.2, river level at 551.52. And Mindy Sales is here with our Thoughtful Thursday feature, where uh, this morning we're going to talk a little bit about a gentleman, as you said, who uh, means a lot. I don't want to say it like past tense, like he meant a lot to the Lake of the Ozarks. I think, quite frankly, he still means a lot because oh. of a lot of the things that he did. And uh, we're talking, of course, of uh, George Bogoma. George Bogoma. It's just, again, it's, it's hard for it to kind of sink in that he has passed away. But it is so he true. made such an impression on uh, the lake, uh, oh, he and his gosh. wife, Evie, that, uh, again, we're the spouses selling houses. You know, and that's what's uh, with real estate. You know, y- y- you have to be catchy, man. You have to be on oh. your game. You really do. And they come up with some interesting slogans and and how they promote themselves and you know how they put themselves out there so that people will pick up the phone and call them and say, "Hey, listen, we've got a, a listing we'd like to uh, we'd like you to take care of for us." Anyway, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what's going on here this morning? Well, you know, I um, I don't even know if I told you this, but uh, um, I work part time at Remax, mm-hmm. and I just um, yeah, I just it's just on the weekends, and it's not even it's maybe like one week in a month. They yeah. have a weekend chick who's been around for a long time. She's wonderful, but every once in a while, she wants to be able to have a weekend off. The weekend chick, yeah, okay. Brenda, and so uh, she would like a weekend off every once in a while. So um, I got hired just to be there so that she's able to go and they still have somebody covering everything. So, um, I haven't been there very long, but, uh, the first day and I don't, I really don't, I didn't know George. Um, and I don't know, you know, a ton of the realtors there. So I'm learning lots of things, um, and people. And so, um, Brenda and I were sitting there at the desk and this gentleman walks in, which I'm assuming is a, you know, customer. He walks in the door and kind of faces us. And then he kind of comes around to the side of the desk and he looks me dead in the eye and says, who's in charge here? And literally, <laughs> I was I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I didn't know which way to go with that, you know. And Brenda started dying laughing. And she's like, George. And, you know, and so then I realized who it was. But I was like in panic mode. I'm like, she is. She's in charge. And, and I just and that is what he did all the time to people. I mean, there are so many people who've told so many awesome stories about just the things he does when he comes into a room or when he came into the um, office and, um, you know, just what a gem he was. And so I, I do believe KB that, um, you know, he is still impacting this lake and will for many, many, many years to come because uh, of, of what he, just what he has done and what he has taught people. And so obviously, you know, I, I met him this one time, that's one time. Now we ended up sitting and talking for about 40 minutes about cattle and about horses and about politics. Right up your alley. Yes. Yeah. So we like hit it off right away and talked about all this stuff and, and it was so great. Uh, it was such a, a good conversation. He was so enjoyable. I thought I'm, I'm going to look forward to meeting him again. He was right. just such a neat guy. Right. So, um, but that was the only time I met him. So I, you know, was, I had to reach out to other people to kind of help tell me tell his story. And so, uh, you know, there were three people that own Remax, George and Ebby, um, Jeff Krantz and, uh, the Whittles, Jason Whittle. 
And so uh, I was like, well, I've definitely got to talk to these guys. So I talked to Jeff or at length and oh my gosh, just what a joy it was to hear all the stories. So, and he said to me, one of the neatest things about George was that no matter the circumstance, he never got upset. He always attempted to lighten the mood. Uh, just, um, you know, if there were contentious, you know, things, cause real estate is, can be it's a very emotional you know thing and it's also financial so sometimes there were some very you know tough situations and he always handled them uh, with such grace and uh, he said um, he never said a negative word about anything or anybody and he was always smiling said it was always prepared and he was always the life of the party he didn't drink but always had so much fun or more fun than anybody else that was uh, that was drinking he said he never knew a stranger um, and I, so I said, you know, what was the lesson that, you know, you feel George taught you? And he said, the lesson that George taught him is the role of a husband. The way he treated his wife, Abby daily was inspiring. He didn't even think about it. He just did. He opened the door for her. He was always the gentleman um, that we all, that, that all men should be. Uh, he never slipped on that. And their relationship was so inspiring. Um, and he's, and you know, the thing was they met when they were 13 and I think 17, no, 15 and seven, 13, no, 13 and 17 and got married at 15 and 19. I mean, they were married young. Yeah. Um, or so yeah, right around in there. So they were married very young, uh, and they've been together their whole life. I mean, uh, you know, the other than 13 years of your life, you've been with somebody, you know, it's just, it's such a shock. I think that he's not there. He said, um, like I had said, not every interaction is pleasant when you're dealing with uh, real estate. And he never got angry. He always handled things calmly and with a sense of humor. And um, he was show up at the office and George was would be there to make sure that every office was safe. When there was bad weather, he'd make sure everything was scooped. He would make sure that everything was okay for people to come in. That's constantly what he done. He did over and over. Um, he took care of he took care of people that everybody he took care of people that he loved um and he was extremely close to his grandkids and so well his children his two kids and then his grandkids and in fact he had some grandkids with him when he came into the day that i met him <laughs> they literally always wanted to be with george right. like like you know not every kid wants to hang out with their grandparent you know but the his grandkids wanted to be with him um uh, yes, so they started dating at 13 and got married uh, when she was 17 and he was 19. So uh, there wasn't a day that went by uh, that he didn't say this. Is, well, let me backtrack. Ebby had said to me when I talked to Ebby, she said, there wasn't a day that went by that he didn't say he loved me and how beautiful she was. He was the most incredible gentleman. He was a smart man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he meant, I mean, he really meant it. He adored her. And treated me like a. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, you he know, meant it, but I'm just right, saying. You right, know. Right. 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 Good. Good guy. That's exactly what Jeff said. You know, those those are the that gentleman part of him is something that a lot of men, uh, you know, need to follow. Uh, and that was one thing that Jeff had said. Um, and he said uh, he was even more incredible. She said he was even more incredible behind closed doors. She said no one ever got to see that side, but he always made you feel like you were so important. Uh, he always pumped her gas. And, uh, uh, she never, ha she never pumped her gas. She would say, um, uh, uh, she call and be like, uh, I th my gas light, I think my, I think I need gas. And he'd say, well, look at your light. And he'd say, and she'd say, wait, which one's that? And he'd say, just, I will take your car and get you gas. I mean, he, she never pumped gas. I mean, how, how amazing is that? I mean, just such a gentleman all the time. Um, see, that's another smart move. 
oh. taking care of your wife's vehicle. Totally. You know? Right. Making sure that you plenty of gas, check the uh, check yes. the tires, make sure there's enough air, check the oil. Look at the look at the little things here and there and make sure everything so all she has to do is get in and get out and doesn't have to worry about, you know, messing with anything. Am I gonna have a flat tire? Probably not. You know No, George it, took it, care of her. Am I gonna have any issues with the engine? Well, you know, the oil, you're a quart low, we'll throw that in there, you know. And, but I think sometimes when it comes to something like that, Women like to know because yeah, you find yourself just like a man. You find yourself out in the middle of nowhere, and you're having an issue. You want to be able to maybe try and solve the problem without you know having to bring out uh, the the uh, the military. <laughs> That's why you have AAA. I say that's I, true. I, I'm just saying, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I just love how he just took care of her and what an awesome feeling that must've been to know that, you know, every, he was always, he adored her that much to take such good care of her. Absolutely. I just love it. Um, and she said, if something wasn't working uh, he would drop anything to help anyone at the office, he was always gracious. Um, and you know, he said, uh, she said they have seven grandkids and, uh, obviously they were the, the light of his life. And she said, she said, I, there was so much more I had to learn from him. She said it was just too soon. And, um, there, um, so she said to me, she said, I really thought he would make it. And I never thought I would leave the hospital without him. He was such a fighter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so she, and she said to me, he, he went into the hospital on December 13th and he passed away, um, in the morning on Christmas morning. And she said to me, I gave Jesus the best Christmas gift ever. Yes. And I was like, oh. Apparently there's some work that needed to be done up there, and he was the only he one that could do it. was there. She did say that the doctors and nurses were wonderful, Lake Regional, and they were prayed with them and cried with them and just how amazing it was. And again, when I was talking to her about this, I said, you know, I told her the reason I do this show is because there's so many amazing people around here. And that's what she talked about, you know, quite frequently. She said that um, um, there, so there was a guy that walked his dog around Lake Regional every day. Um, and, uh, he, the kids, so the kids would sit outside mm -hmm. the room. They couldn't be inside. They'd be outside the building and they'd have their own little, their chairs and their blankets and they'd sit outside and that's kind of where they held vigil. The grandkids did. And so they'd be sitting outside the room, the room daily. So, uh, people were used to seeing him there. So this one guy who walks his dog all the time, he ended up stopping and giving the kids a penny with the front, the normal, and on the back it had a cross. Mm -hmm. And uh, gave the kids, and they were so touched by that. Um, one woman knew that the kids were sitting there outside, you know, there for George, and she came and brought the kiddos, gave the kiddos 40 bucks for anything they needed as far as running and getting snacks and stuff. Um, and there was a guy who comes by in the Hy-Vee van, and he came by every day, and he brought a little Christmas tree um, from Hy-Vee for the kids, and he checked on them every day and also brought the kids hot chocolate as they were sitting out there. Nice. Uh, and Deerberg's had sent a box, a huge thing of food to the house for people. Um, Baxter's brought food to the house after the funeral. Um, there was um, someone who brought McDonald's to the kids for breakfast one morning and then went back, went and came back and they brought Culver's gift cards so the kids could go get Culver's <laughs> up at the street while right. they were out there. Um, and just the, um, the outpouring of support, but again, it goes to the, you know, the community that we live in. Uh, but, and then I did talk, obviously talk to Jason Whittle and he said, you know, the thing about George was, was that he was such a hard worker, but so dedicated, but so kind to everybody and, um, uh, how, how he learned so much from him 
And that's what Jeff said too. They both said, you know, I learned so much from them. I'm not even not, I mean, obviously about business, but just how to be a good person. And, uh, Jason, of course, talked a lot about all the times that George is, you know, uh, talk to people or, or said like crazy zany things to people when he's come into the office and um, you know, all the, the, like he did to me, but he does that to people all the time. He did that to people all the time. Uh, and you know, just what, how he is going to be missed, you know, it's just way too quick, way too young. And I don't think anybody anticipated that this was going to be the outcome. I mean, it was just, um, obviously a COVID he passed away from COVID and um, it was just um a shocker to everybody. And I think that they're still kind of reeling as to how you go forward from here without essentially the leader. And I, and, and you know, one thing Abby did say when we were talking, you know, um, lots of people, I mean, people knew, knew who George was, but Jeff and Jason really kind of are the face. Like if you, you know, you, people know Jeff's face, people know, um, Jason's face, but George kind of didn't, he stepped back a little bit from that and wanted those guys to be able to do that. And that's just his graciousness. Like it wasn't important for him to be in the spotlight. It wasn't important for people to, you know, know who he was. It was, he was proud to be able to, uh, highlight these guys, but still, you know, make a huge difference, uh, in the community and, and by doing all that he did. And I, I, you know, it's so interesting because I've talked to a couple agents that, you know, that on the weekends, sometimes there's agents in sometimes not, but I mean, everyone, everyone talked about what a joy he was and how gracious he was. I mean, I, I didn't get any like negative and like mm. nothing. Nobody said anything like, well, sometimes he, no, no, no. I mean, it was about how he cared for everyone at Remax, how he cared. And, and the one thing that everyone said to me was how much he adored his wife, like how he adored her. And then they were just, their relationship was, um, something it was awe inspiring. And, um, you know, I think that, I think that's just a testament to the type of, to the human that he was, but it wasn't just to his wife. It was to every person he came in contact. Mm -hmm. Every time they would go to, they went to different conventions with uh, the widows and the Krances for real estate stuff. I mean, he was always a life of the party and, and doing zany, crazy stuff. And he didn't drink. I mean, he was, it's kind of like Todd, like Todd's sober, but he's crazy sober, you know, don't want him drinking because who mm -hmm. knows what'll happen. <laughs> um, and, and that's the way George was. Everyone loved him, you know, I, and I never heard, if I haven't heard a negative word and, um, it's just such a loss for the community, I think. And I, m mainly because it's so shocking, but like I said, it, he is going to live on here for, for, for a long, long time, because not only because of what, you know, he has taught Jeff and, and Jason and how he influenced them, but his children and his grandchildren. And I think that, you know, and of course, um, Ebby will always be here to, um, to, um, you know, represent him, mm -hmm. but right. just the stuff that he did for everybody. And, and like, I, I just, I, I want to know him more. Like, you know, it's like, Oh gosh, you know, I met him that one time. It was so wonderful. He was such a joy. And, uh, I wish that I could have known him more and I'm grateful for Jeff and for Ebby and Jason who talked to me about him and, and shared, you know, what an amazing man he was, but I'm definitely, um, sad that I won't get to know more, more, you know, more of that because he was, he was a pretty amazing guy. Credit to uh, his profession, obviously but an even bigger credit to his friends and family members that, uh, you know, he always showed a lot of uh, support um, and then helping people. I mean, just generally 
oh, wanting they, to help people, uh, you don't get that much anymore. No, you really don't. Yeah. And that's the truth. And that's one thing that Abby said was that he would drop anything. I mean, he would be there to help somebody with office for whatever they needed. And that was just the way he was. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, what, what a good role model for, you know, anyone in the office or for people in general that it's 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 good to treat people well. You know, it's okay to drop things and to go help other people. Yeah. I think sometimes that gets lost. Absolutely. I don't doubt that one bit. So, um, and just want to give a give a shout out to all the Reeve Max agents, but Abby and um, her um, son and daughter and their grandkids. Um, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. It is it is devastating, but you, you know, George is going to live on here for a long time and he made oh, sure. a huge impact. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's an honor to be able to talk about him. I wish I had like three hours because <laughs> there's so much, you know, there's, I'd love to have people in to talk about him and stuff, but, um, uh, thank you for sharing him with us. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, he will live on here at the lake for a long, long time. Absolutely. You know, that's really why I enjoyed this feature. As much as we talk about politics and other things that are going on, it's nice to take a break from that and remember what is so important about the Lake of the Ozarks, and that's the people that live here. You know, that's it's so true. Ebby and I talked about that at length last mm-hmm. night when we were talking. She said, you know, um, she's like, the people that have reached out to me, the people that have prayed, and like the people, I mean, her grandkids are sitting outside and people are stopping to, to bring them food. Right. I mean, where does that happen? You know, I said that's not going to happen in St. Louis. It's not going to happen in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our amazing community, people stop by and bring the kids gift cards to Culver's. And the Hy-Vee guy comes by every day that drives a Hy-Vee van. You know, I mean, how wonderful is this community? And she totally, you know, she's like, it's so true. It's so true that that is just how wonderful this place is. And George was a big part of that, too. Well, you know, what? what happened is, you know, kind of what resonates from someone of that caliber um, just because, you know, the, I'm just totally impressed with his grandkids for kind of setting up a shop in front of the hospital there. And, Is that amazing? And uh, being around, you know, just to let Grandpa know that, you know, we're here for you. You know, we can't, we, we wish we could be like right there for you. But, but they're there. But we're, we're as close as we can possibly get, and we're not leaving, you know. And on his window, and but, you know, the kids were outside, and he was inside. They wrote Bible verses on the windows. Uh-huh. They wrote their names. I mean, so, uh, that you know, they were out there, but they put stuff on the windows so that uh, there was still, like, you know, you know that they were still present there. And right. it's, it's actually, Abby said she drove by there two days ago, and it's still on the window. So it's pretty cool. Well, you know, that's uh, maybe a little bit of a, of a legacy right there. Amen. Because I'm sure when people come in the room and they see that, they want to know a little bit more about it. I would be very inquisitive. I w- would want to know, you know, why yeah. this, who, who are those, uh, those people with the names on the, yeah, what's the story on the window? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. So, um, I think that, you know, it's grandkids are having a hard time. They miss them lots because you know, he's, they were always with them. Yep. And so, um, but I, I hope that as the days go on and, and they, you know, um, you know, work through their grief, they realize what a wonderful guy he was and how he impacted so many people. Well, I'm sure there's, you know, you probably had something that you did with your grandparents on maybe like a regular basis if you went to visit them during a specific time of year. Or maybe you had like a fun activity that you did with them. Maybe Mm -hmm. Grandpa took you fishing or something like that, and that's not going to happen anymore. But don't don't be upset. Don't be soured by the fact that he's not around anymore remember those good times you had with him 
and you know keep that alive by doing that with uh, your family or your friends or you know right. when you are in a position and you have kids and grandkids make sure you uh, spend a lot of time with them because they grow up in a hurry boy oh my gosh totally i can't believe that i told yeah my third one's going to be a senior or is leaving the nest and yeah so but you know today's my grandma what would have been my grandma's 103rd birthday i believe wow. um, my dad's mom and my grandma was funny lady she just had a great sense of humor but the thing about her was and i'm just going to bring this up real quick because it's a memory that's in my yeah. head that you mentioned is every time she came over anywhere she would bring um her she would bring a little baggie mm. and with her limes Oh. And we were expected to have a Corona. <laughs> so she, has, uh, you, you see, readers can't see it, but I have a picture of her standing in my sister's kitchen with her lime and her Corona. And she would bring a little baggie in her purse and it would have the limes already cut up. They were ready to go, but uh -huh. we would have the Corona ready to drop the lime in. And I just love that about her. It's just such a great, you know, thing. Oh. So yeah, keep those memories alive and, um, you know, just keep, uh, Doing things in honor of him because, boy, he he was a gem. Great job, Mindy. Thank you. My awesome pleasure. job, and uh, that's that's uh, something that I hope uh, folks uh, really enjoy. And we'll do that uh, again coming up next Thursday as Mindy scours the countryside for people doing amazing things. Some people we know, some people we don't know, some people don't want to be known. Very true. They just want to. Uh, do whatever it is they can do to help people out, make life a little easier, and uh, just be good people. Just Agreed. genuinely good people. So uh, thank you, George, for all of uh, the things that you've done. Thanks to Evie for allowing us to share this story. Oh, and most definitely. Thanks to uh, the family and friends and everybody involved in his life. Of course, you've all made a huge difference uh, as he made a huge difference in your life. 9 o'clock here on the Midwest Coast, and we are ready for uh, some information at the top of the hour. We'll uh, hear from Stacy Johnson from Lake Expo, your trusted news source. Also, Chris Schneider with Lake TV and Sports, and Danny Ellison, the educated redneck, on the way in the 9 o'clock hour right here on Key Radio. It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, January 20th. Winter can be a challenging time for many families at the lake, and Share the Harvest is here to help. The local charity has applications now open for rent assistance starting in February. Residents can come to Share the Harvest and receive an application. Residents may qualify for a one-time rent assistance payment up to $250 per household. Don't let warm weather early in the week fool you. Single-digit temperatures are back. Expect temperatures to only reach the low 20s today with wind chills in the single digits and lower teens. Back to the single digits overnight, but a little break for the weekend. Friday is expected to rebound slightly into the 30s and will be back into the 40s and 50s for the weekend. The creation of the Lake Ozark Transportation Development District, TDD, is one step closer to making it on the ballot. A Miller County judge has approved the TDD. It now has to be certified to be included on the ballot. If voters approve it, an additional three-quarters of a cent sales tax would be collected on all retail sales made in the district.
That money would go toward transportation projects such as road repair on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. The proposed district TDD stretches from the Quality Inn to just before Bagnell Dam and requires a majority vote from voters in the district. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. The MSU Bears, a winner last night at home over Illinois State. The Bears improved to 14-6. They'll look to keep it rolling on the road at Loyola Chicago on Saturday. The uh, Mizzou Tigers coming off a big win earlier in the week. At Ole Miss, they will be on the road to play Alabama on Saturday. Of course, the NFL playoffs heading into week number two, and the uh, the Chiefs with a huge game on Sunday night against the Bills. So here's your lineup. Four games this weekend. The two games on Saturday, the Bengals will be at the Titans in the first game Saturday. They kick that off at 3.30. Saturday night game, the 49ers at Green Bay. 49ers coming off the that upset win over the Cowboys. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. Sunday's two games, the first game at 2 o'clock, will have the Rams in Tampa to play the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And then the nightcap Sunday, of course, the Chiefs at Arrowhead against the Bills. That ought to be quite the game. The Bills beating the Chiefs during the regular season in Kansas City. So uh, this one is going to be interesting. They lost to Buffalo 38-20. That was on October the 10th, and again, that was at Arrowhead. Buffalo had the biggest margin of victory over their opponents in the league during the regular season. They beat their opponents by a total of 194 points. In comparison, the Chiefs beat their opponents by a total of 116 points. That'll be a pretty interesting game. St. Louis Blues with another night off. They'll be busy tomorrow night on the road at Seattle. A lot of high school basketball tomorrow night as well. Osage, with a very good season going, will be at undefeated Eugene. Eugene ranked number one in the state in their class. Versailles having a good season. They're at California tomorrow night. California having a great year. Just a couple of losses on the season. Camdenton will host the Lakers shootout on Saturday. And you can see Lakers coach Craig Campbell. He's featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show. You can see that at 10 
2 and 6 on Lake TV. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niagara River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. And good morning. 9.08 is our time. 7 degrees here in uh, the beautiful lake of the Ozarks in Camdenton, Missouri, where we're broadcasting live from the Key Gathering Place on South Business 5. Yes, 7 degrees uh, is where we are. Oh, I'm sorry. A little bit of an update there. It, uh, it kind of updates itself. We went from 7 to 9 degrees. So if that, and I hope it does, makes you feel warmer, then that's just wonderful. 22, the expected high today, and then uh, 6 for the overnight low with some wind chills in there. And, uh, of course, uh, temperatures warming up a little bit as we get into the weekend. Tomorrow's high of 30 with plenty of sunshine. 42 on Saturday, 48 on Sunday. 55 on Monday, and then we're back in the upper 20s uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Looks like we'll uh, cruise uh, into the low to mid 40s as we head into next weekend. So keep that in mind as you uh, get out and do any traveling. Today would be a, a good day, Bill. I don't know if you're a fan of ham and beans or not, but I love a big pot of ham and beans. Some cornbread. 
Yeah, I always have to be careful of beans, you know, it's just the way it affects me. So they, they talk back is what you're saying? They do talk back. Okay. So I have to do them early in the day so it's all dissipated. Good know. for you. Good for you. That's awesome. 658.17. <laughs> River level at 551.52. Uh, talking about uh, some of the things that we've got uh, going on. Uh, well, what's going on is our conversation with our good buddy, the educated redneck Danny Ellison, who is uh, fixing to join us uh, right here, right now on Key Radio. Danny, good morning, sir. What's up? Good morning. Just trying to live through the disastrous pandemic. <laughs> I, I, I want you to know that we are in phase one of the five phases that we will go through in order to rid ourselves of uh, of this particular pandemic. It was announced yesterday. Dr. Fauci said there are five phases, and we are in the uh, true pandemic phase right now. And then there's uh, four others that we'll have to go through. And so, you know, the guy is a, he, he's a doctor, but he just really has the market cornered on everything and anything you want to know about COVID and the pandemic, uh, you know, how it affects us politically, how it fe- affects us economically. This guy's a, he's like a whiz kid, man. He, he's just got all the answers. Well, yeah, plus he's got all the investments. Uh, that's the other thing that's been coming out. He's super highly invested in China. And I mean super highly invested through a lot of, like, really small trails where he gets his – the kind of invested you would do if you didn't want to get caught. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Where, <laughs> seriously, folks, how can you how can you, with a serious face, knowing everything that's come out about this, say say anything to anybody who doesn't buy the story? Because this is the most convoluted story since Russia collusion. This is this is all made up. It's all a bunch of boogeyman chases, and it's all over something that yes is there again. People are like, if you don't you don't talk, if you don't believe in it, you're not you. Don't. No, I believe it's there. I got you. I got you. I I had it. I, it's no big deal to me. I mean, it was it went through my immune system, and I had a cold. And, and everybody went, did you go get tested? What's the point? We, why, why does knowing what you had mean anything? Uh, we used to just get flus, and they came through, and uh, people would say stuff like, we got the puke and flu at the house to designate what flu they had at the house. And <laughs> some would say, I had the body aches flu at my house to denote what kind of flu they had at their house because there's a whole bunch of different strains of flus. And if we could go back in time to the first case of the flu ever in the United States, and track it like we're tracking the Rona, it would track down a similar path. And it would seem scary at first because, see, when you're talking numbers in the hundreds of thousands and millions, people understand those. It's when you start talking billions and trillions that people get all confused. And if you total up all the flu deaths over the years, we're probably pushing billions. But that sounds just a number too big, but when you can say we had uh, 1,500 cases today, 1,500 cases out of 377 million people? <laughs> See, these are the numbers people don't want to talk about. It's, it's amazing to me. We've got, we've got so paranoid, we're spending hundreds of millions just to make test kits. <laughs> just not to cure it, not to make it better, to make a kit so you can go, yeah, 
I had it. So you get your little Rona participation trophy, and you can put it on the shelf, and it says, I survived the Rona of 2020. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is absurdity of absurdities is what we are living in right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's absurd because I don't know, man. Could you, could you start like a collector series? You know, like when we used to collect baseball cards or beer cans and you could have the, uh, you could have the various test kits that you collect them. Uh, they could have like action figures or maybe uh, sports heroes in there. Uh, you know, maybe we could do it like, um, maybe like, you know, I used to, I don't know if, if you're familiar with beer cans at all, but there's a series out there. It's called, uh, it was, Sch- I believe called Schmitz and all the cans had wildlife scenes on them and they, they had some of the most beautiful wildlife scenes. Uh, and you know, I think there was, I can't remember how many, uh, different cans there were, but there were a lot of them and we could, we could do like with the test kits, we could have, you know, um, uh, wildlife scenes or whatever and something like that and it, or, or every time you go get a shot because we're not done with that either Danny you know we had the initial shot the very first one then you had the the second shot that you had to get then you had to get the booster so I'm thinking every time a new variation of this thing develops we're going to have to get another shot because the shot we just got the time before isn't the shot we need to protect ourselves against this variant so it's time to get another shot and, hey, man, if that's your thing, go for it. But uh, I really don't want all that stuff floating around in my body. But, man, I see so many opportunities here. And, really, like I said, we could, we, we could start like a collector series. Um, and and, and all, also, just so you know, I, I was wrong before. The first phase of the pandemic or the truly pandemic, according to Fauci, is where the whole world is really very negatively impacted as we are right now. What a genius. Uh, the following four steps are deceleration, control, elimination, and finally, eradication. And now deceleration, I understand that. Control, we're seeing that. Uh, elimination, we're obviously seeing that. And finally, eradication. And I don't think it's so much about COVID as it is about the population in general. You know, uh, because at some, some point, we'll, we'll start again decelerating. And then when you talk about control, the government will want to step in as they have so many times during the pandemic. Uh, then we have elimination, and of course we are seeing elimination uh, with people dying. Uh, and, and then maybe to some degree elimination of all the nonsense that's going on. And finally eradication. And uh, I guess that's an interesting way to look at it, but that's kind of the way I feel. Could be eradication of anybody who objects to it. There you go. Yeah. See, and, and, and Bill's absolutely right. Well, see, you won't get eradication. Again, uh, the flu has been around for over 100 years. We've had a vaccine. We've had a vaccine that's considered to be 50% effective for the flu for over 100 years. And guess what? The flu's not around. Or any, is, is flu any less? No, the flu's there every year. We have flu season. This is part of cold and flu season. That's when the cases rise because everybody goes in and we all share more spaces and we all share more air and airborne things transfer through the air. And so this is, this, to me, this is like watching people trying to report on the flu if, as if the flu was a new thing. This, is, this will never go away. The deers have it. 80% of the deers have the Rona. That's, that's a fact. Are we going to vaccine the millions of deers? And, and maybe we could get test kits for the deers. You know, ones that they wouldn't need thumbs to open. They could open with their hooves 
and then they can snort on it or whatever deer would do on it, and then they well, can say, oh, I got the Rona, and they can isolate themselves from the rest of the herd. Well, here's how we fix that problem. We, we make it in the form of something that is edible that the deer would enjoy eating, and so we put it out for them. They eat it, and then when they go to make their little deer poopsies, we uh, have somebody that, uh, that, that, that gets paid very well to go out and, and uh, test the poopsies for, uh, you know, any kind of a, a, a disease that the deer might be carrying. <laughs> the reason this is funny is because this is the absurdity we're being faced with right now. It would, uh, you know, we, I can we, honestly we are see totally it being, Yeah, this is the absurdity we're being faced with right now. Because, folks, listen, um, this is a virus, and viruses mutate. That's what they do. And viruses generally mutate to be less deadly because viruses, like people, want to live. I know that's hard to believe, but everything wants to live. It's a struggle to live on this planet. That's why germs and all these things develop all these mechanisms to transmit themselves because they want to live. And they want to live in their host, and they don't really want to kill their host. Now, there are times when they'll turn super deadly. This is not one. Matter of fact, everybody has lost their mind over Omicron, and then they're turning around and going, it may be nature's vaccine because it's a very weakened form of the Rona. So what we have here is nature doing what nature does and us freaking out, and now we're two years into this destruction of the world economy, and they're trying to blame everything on everything. They're, the shortage of products is because of the Rona. No, it's because you shut everything down for a year and a half. So why are you dipping your whole responsibility on this? You made people stay home and not produce products that were being delivered on an as-need basis. Now, if you've delivered everything on an as-need basis and then you shut down the production of it, there's going to be a gigantic ripple when you try to start it again because the products that are being produced take days. And you can't just get them right back to the shelves, so we're going to suffer shortages. And it ain't because of the Rona. It's because of all you idiots that shut us down and told us to go home over what is basically turning out to be a flu. I think that, uh, again, we have, uh, we have found ourselves... It, it all makes sense, Danny, when, when you sit right down and kind of look at things. It, it all makes sense. And, and people... What amazes me more than anything else is all the people that are buying into it. You know, people are, especially with the federal government uh, applauding corporations and companies that are forcing their employees to get vaccinated or the employee's job can be terminated, uh, more or less they'll probably have them go out and get these uh, test kits. And as I said before, we... You know, you get a collector series, and you have to get tested once a week. You know, you can have a nice collection, and and, and eventually it might be worth something. You never know. However, um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to go back and, and share something with you of the five phases of uh, of Corona or the pandemic. The last stage is eradication, and it states here that it is nearly impossible to reach. Fauci notes smallpox was the only infectious human disease that had ever been eradicated and he said outright that regarding covid that's not going to happen with this virus much like you mentioned in talking about the cold the common cold or the flu you know it just finds a way <clears throat> to stay alive and mutates itself so that whatever we throw at it it finds a way to get around it and it could come back stronger or it could come back weaker but as long as it comes back that's what makes all of these uh, folks happy 
so that they can keep milking it for all it's worth. Well, that's also why we could eradicate smallpox. Smallpox cannot transfer over into the animal society. It is, an, it is a human disease, and it doesn't mutate as fast. That's why it's something that we could actually make something to defend. If people go, you're anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. The rabies vaccine is much like that. Matter of fact, you can be exposed to rabies and then get the rabies vaccine after the fact and still not get the rabies. So there are effective and true vaccines. They do exist. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Uh, just because I don't want to take one. That Again, folks, start Googling this. People suddenly dying in their sleep. Man, there has been a whole string of celebrities, 26 to 64 pictures, actors, and all them. All the thing says is they died peacefully. There were no signs of a struggle. Now, you've got to start asking yourself, why, why all of a sudden does that appear? Because I remember most of my life, I can't remember uh, dozens of actors within a couple of weeks dying quietly in their sleep with no signs of struggle. There's just, there's so many things about this that bear questioning. And of course, the transparency is that they want to seal the test results for 75 years because they're so sure there's nothing in there that looks toward and obscene. Well, that's a good way to do it. <clears throat> Is that like what they did with uh, uh, the, um, who was it, the uh, the guy that rolled the film uh, during the Kennedy assassination? Well, it's a Bruder. Bruder film. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the funny thing. Why, okay, answer me this. Why is their research so secret? Has it got anything to do with national security? That's, see, that's what I, I'm, I quite understand keeping national secrets secrets. That's why they're called secrets. We, we got national secrets. Like if we had a spy inside the Kremlin, I could understand keeping that secret. But if your test results show that you screwed up, uh, the only reason to keep that secret is to keep this facade intact that they have thoroughly investigated it in seven months. And the technology that's never been used in humans before is now suddenly used in everybody we can stick it in. So you've got to start at some point going, is VAERS, is that, uh, is that true? VAERS was developed by the government for people to report reactions to vaccines so they could see trends and see if there was a problem. So why suddenly, after all the years where VAERS is accepted as a gospel, is it not the gospel when it comes to this? I can't answer that. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? This is this right. is a whole. It's like like watching that you know Papa Joe speak the other night. That was that was an embarrassment. I'm sorry, all these people are like, oh, he's such a statesman. No, he's the exact problem with this country. Career politicians, career politicians have been the bane. They said you don't want our politicians to be amateurs where everybody else is pros. Yeah, I guess we want them to take as much money in as everybody else because that's what career politicians do. They make $175,000 a year and turn into multi, 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 multi millionaires in four years. I'd like to have their financial advisor look at my 401k sure. because it sure could use a boost like that. <laughs> Yeah, really. Went to Washington as a pauper, left as a millionaire. Yeah, 
a multimillionaire. Yeah, they, they, that's what's so funny. Nobody wants to question the obvious because that would mean that they've been sold a lie for quite a few years. And we have drifted so far away from the Constitution that our government is a mere shell of what it was supposed to be when our founders took the time to limit government. And we've turned around and done everything we can. Oh, give me free health care. Give me free college. Take care of me. Pay me to stay home. Pay me to do all. Guarantee a minimum wage because I deserve food. You don't deserve nothing but what you go earn, kids. I'm, I hate to bust your little bubble and you know stamp on your, your participation trophies, but you get what you earn in this world. Now, there are people that need help. I, would, I, I have no problem with a sick child being not responsible for a bill because that is the most horrific thing for a parent to face is a sick child. But at some point, you become adult. At some point, you become responsible for your decisions. And at some point, you need to step up to the plate and look at your position and say, maybe this is because I got that uh, women's gender studies uh, you know, diploma instead of actually getting something that's a job. <laughs> oh, stop making sense. Will you please? Will you stop it? Well, we've turned into this nation where you just do whatever you want and there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I paid consequences. I got married and I was homeless for three years. You know, so I paid my consequences. I didn't ask for any government help. I didn't take a paycheck. I didn't take anything from the government. I lived in my car and I did the best I could because I was taught to, you know, put your effort in, be steadfast, get back up, be a strong person. Those are words that are evil. Well, what if they're not a strong person? Well, then they need to become one. How about that? How about instead of enabling them to be weak and, and be taken advantage of them and teach them, empower them, get them to think, get them to do their own research. Maybe then people will wake up to what's going on around us and this All the damage has been done by the politicians. It has not been done by the Rona. And they've been screaming about the hospitals being overrun since this thing began, but they've also been screaming about the hospitals being overrun for the past 20 years. I feel like uh, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head, and that is that people, and and this has kind of been the running theme for the week, if you will, around uh, key radio, and that's personal responsibility, and that's not always buying into what everyone else tells you and uh, making it a uh, point to, at some point, step outside of what you're being told and uh, trying to maybe figure out some things on your own. And you talk about participation trophies, and that, that's what the world's basically turned into, or at least a large part of this country. Everybody wants to be included. Nobody wants to be left out. But nobody wants to really maybe work as hard for things as, um, as as some folks do. You know, it's it's just a hard concept to grasp, and it's not the road that I'd like to see us going down because future generations, you know, hopefully they'll be taking care of me when I get older. And uh, I'm a little concerned that, uh, you know, some of the decisions that they make and how it affects me will uh, maybe put me in a position that I don't want to be in. And so at some point, like I said, I hope I hope somebody just wakes up and they snap out of it and and we can all try to 
uh, work together to uh, clean up the mess. But I, I always often wonder, on top of that, um, if we're too far gone. Well, everybody wants to be a hero till it comes time to do hero stuff. You get what I'm saying? Everybody wants the title. Nobody wants to work. I'd love to be a I'd love to be a world renowned guitarist, but oh, that takes a lot of practice, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you know, it's, I would love it. Just you know, just say you're a great guitarist. I'm a great guitarist, and then everybody has to believe me because we all have to go along. Like I I want to say I'm a bear. From now on, Dan is a bear. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm, I'm a bear. And I want you to feed me porridge when I show up to your place. I want a bowl of porridge, and I don't want it too hot, and I don't want it too cold. I want it just right. And from now on, I'm Bear Dan. And then everybody has to call me Bear Dan. And that's it, the absurdity that we're in right now. You're not allowed to say what's real. You have to go along with these absurd ideas. You have to, it, the people talking about ignoring science are ignoring science. And so I don't know how we got to where we got to, but we need to toughen up as a nation and we need to suck it up buttercup and we need to get people back to believing in themselves and investing in themselves and being strong and steadfast and being land of the free home of the brave, not the land of the timid and the home of the scared. Danny Ellison, thank you for your time today, sir. And stop making sense, as I love to tell you, because people just, common sense just doesn't, uh, doesn't exist in, in, in certain situations anymore. Uh, I hope people will start, as you said, waking up and, and realizing that, you know, it's easy to take the time to soak in what everybody's telling you. It's obviously a lot harder to uh, take the time to research things, find out what's really going on, and then having an opportunity to uh, make a well-rounded decision. We'll, uh, we'll get you back on the horn next Thursday, Danny. Until then, my friend, be careful and uh, stay out of trouble, will you? Well, thank you very much. Drop by Rumble.com. Check out The Educated Redneck. I do my, my daily news show now because I'm sitting here with nothing to do. I can't work, so I'm doing a daily news show. And I really appreciate you letting me pop in. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I hope you have a beautiful day on that wonderful lake that you all live on. That's awesome. And we appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll have him back again coming up uh, next Thursday at 910. The educated redneck, Danny Ellison. Always great to hear from him. He does a great job. 932, time for us to do our job and uh, bring you some information. We'll do that with... A check of local news, Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com. Check of sports, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, all on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, January 20th. Winter can be a challenging time for many families at the lake, and Share the Harvest is here to help. The local charity has applications now open for rent assistance starting in February. Residents can come to Share the Harvest and receive an application. Residents may qualify for a one-time rent assistance payment up to $250 per household. Don't let warm weather early in the week fool you. Single-digit temperatures are back. Expect temperatures to only reach the low 20s today with wind chills in the single digits and lower teens. Back to the single digits overnight, but a little break for the weekend. Friday is expected to rebound slightly into the 30s and will be back into the 40s and 50s for the weekend.
The creation of the Lake Ozark Transportation Development District, TDD, is one step closer to making it on the ballot. A Miller County judge has approved the TDD. It now has to be certified to be included on the ballot. If voters approve it, an additional three-quarters of a cent sales tax would be collected on all retail sales made in the district. That money would go toward transportation projects such as road repair on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. The proposed district TDD stretches from the Quality Inn to just before Bagnell Dam and requires a majority vote from voters in the district. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. The MSU Bears, a winner last night at home over Illinois State. The Bears improved to 14-6. and They'll look to keep it rolling on the road at Loyola Chicago on Saturday. The uh, Mizzou Tigers coming off a big win earlier in the week. At Ole Miss, they will be on the road to play Alabama on Saturday. Of course, the NFL playoffs heading into week number two, and the uh, the Chiefs with a huge game on Sunday night against the Bills. So here's your lineup. Four games this weekend. The two games on Saturday, the Bengals will be at the Titans in the first game Saturday. They kick that off at 3.30. Saturday night game, the 49ers at Green Bay. 49ers coming off that upset win over the Cowboys. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. Sunday's two games, the first game at 2 o'clock, will have the Rams in Tampa to play the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And then the nightcap Sunday, of course, the Chiefs at Arrowhead against the Bills. That ought to be quite the game. The Bills beating the Chiefs during the regular season in Kansas City. So uh, this one is going to be interesting. They lost to Buffalo 38-20. to That was on October the 10th. And again, that was at Arrowhead. Buffalo had the biggest margin of victory over their opponents in the league during the regular season. They beat their opponents by a total of 194 points. In comparison, the Chiefs beat their opponents by a total of 116 points. That'll be a pretty interesting game. St. Louis Blues with another night off. They'll be busy tomorrow night on the road at Seattle. A lot of high school basketball tomorrow night as well. Osage, with a very good season going, will be at undefeated Eugene. Eugene ranked number one in the state in their class. Versailles having a good season. They're at California tomorrow night. California having a great year. Just a couple of losses on the season. Camdenton will host the Lakers shootout on Saturday. And you can see Lakers coach Craig Campbell. He's featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show. You can see that at 10 
2 and 6 on Lake TV. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. 939, and it is The Daily Show. We are happy to have you with us. It was on this date in 1981, (laughs) folks, that the uh, 52 American hostages were uh, released by the Iranians about the same time that uh, President Ronald Reagan was being sworn in, former President Reagan. Um, they had been in captivity in Tehran for 444 days. And I you know, I remember what was the big song, a tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Uh-huh. That was uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn, and that was the big the, the, the big song when, uh, you know, the hostages came home and they saw all the yellow ribbons around all the trees. And, um, you know, the family members, in, in, in what was just a crazy situation, how it... Um, how it escalated the way it did with the takeover of the U.S. Embassy. I actually met one of the uh, uh, hostages. Um, mm-hmm. His name was Rocky Sickman. He was in the military. And I was working at a grocery store in St. Louis. And he came in that evening just right before we closed to cash a check. And we all we all knew who he was because we'd seen him on TV plenty because he was from around the area. So we're all just kind of standing there. We don't know whether to shake his hand or... You know, glad to see you, glad you're alive, glad everything worked out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're, you're back home. <clears throat> you almost don't know how to approach a person like right, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, I shook his hand, and, and so did everybody that saw him that night in the grocery store. It's like, you know, he, he probably didn't want the celebrity status thrust upon him like it was, but, you know, any place he went around uh, the city of St. Louis or over in Illinois – um, and, and obviously in other parts of the country as well, uh, he was he was very well known from from that experience. Yeah, I remember that episode. It was just kind of bizarre to uh, for us back in that time to imagine that that the United States of America, the world power, was kind of powerless to do anything about these hostages. Well, now I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they they attempted to uh, to to get them out of there, and then that just went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, yeah. So. And today is uh, traditionally, um, you know, when a 
person is elected president of the United States. Today is a traditionally inauguration day on the 20th of January. Okay. Yeah, this happened last year, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah. right on there, Bill. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been one year with this going on, yeah. And so then yesterday, Biden had a chance to kind of get out and uh, spread his wings a little bit and talk about all the great things he's done since president and what he hopes to do and everything else. But uh, I guess we'll see, we'll see. But the, the approval rating of not only the president but the vice president is uh, slowly but surely declining down to about, I think, what is it, 33%? I guess it depends on what poll that you uh, you look at. But there are a lot of people that are concerned, and, uh, you know, obviously Republicans and independents, but Democrats as well. You know, Joe, Joe Biden has always kind of uh, framed himself as a traditional Democrat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. I guess they thought they could get through four years without it being disastrous, but seems hard to imagine they thought that. Well, we know what the last year's been like, and now, guess what? We get three more of them. Right. <laughs> Hopefully the midterm elections will maybe shake some things up and uh, we'll get a few folks in uh, in Congress that uh, might be able to slow this thing down or maybe at least change the complexity of it. Yeah, maybe hope for a, a slowdown of the silliness, right? Well, as we'd like to... Gridlock. Where's gridlock when you need it? Yeah, where's gridlock when you need it? That's true. Very true. Nine degrees now, looking for a high today of 22 and a low tonight of around six above. We'll bounce back to 30 degrees for the high tomorrow, 42 on Saturday, 48 on Sunday, 55 on Monday. But uh, all in all, we are uh, getting ready to uh, see some uh, winter weather just kind of uh, exist for the day. If you don't have to go anywhere, probably a good day to just stay put, make yourself a big pot of soup or uh as I had suggested earlier, I think ham and beans are on the menu for dinner tonight, which is exciting with some cornbread. That uh, that sounds it's yeah. always a great meal. It, Corn, you know, cornbread really sets it off. Cornbread really sets yeah. it off as long as you got the right cornbread. Right. Mm-hmm. Now there's there, the different varieties. There's the little blue and white box that uh, everybody <laughs> buys. Yeah. And then there are some other versions and, and variations. It, and, and then people can kind of, you know, it's cornbread, so you can pretty much do whatever you want to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mix it up, and then if you want to throw some jalapenos in there, or uh, yeah. I don't know what else. Make it almost like a chili, then, when you mix it with the beans and bacon, beans and ham. Well, you can do whatever you want. I'll tell uh-huh. you, uh, a lot of people, you know, different strokes for different folks. It's like everything else. Some some people go traditional. Some people uh, go out on a limb and do their own thing with the, mm-hmm. the ham and beans. I just, it's just, you know, when you sit down and you get the, the smell, and then, you, you know, like you said, you incorporate the cornbread with that, you're just good to go. Mm-hmm, you're just right. good to go. Mm-hmm. Simple and inexpensive, you know. What does it cost for a bag of beans, maybe a ham steak or some ham hocks, and a box of cornbread mix? Right. Very, very reasonable. One mm-hmm. of the few things that we can still look at and say, gosh, that really hasn't changed a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, gas prices, which have changed considerably. We were... We were kind of riding a nice little wave there toward the end of the year where they, they sunk below the $3 mark around the holidays, and then now they've jumped back up over $3 a gallon. Oil, a barrel of oil, uh, I believe it. They, they said it's at its highest point since uh, 2014. Okay. So you, you've got... Uh, and that's largely because it's mostly foreign oil at this point. Sure. Yeah. What's the point of using our own resources to save our butts and... and, and uh, 
uh, you know, keep us from spending our kids' college fund at the gas pump. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Got to help out the rest of the world by buying their oil. <laughs> well, that's that's what we're all about. You know, whenever there's a disaster, we're always the first ones there. Uh huh. And whenever we need, you know, we we want to make sure we're helping our neighbors. Right. Where would we be without that that good old helpful USA spirit? Mm-hmm. Nine forty six. Uh, you mentioned earlier something that uh, I wanted to kind of touch on here. Um, the uh, governor of the great state of Missouri, Mike Parson, had uh, made the announcement uh, yesterday that uh, the budget is a record forty seven billion dollars for uh, the state of Missouri. Forty seven billion dollars. Which I guess that's good because it's billion and not trillion. So maybe right, we yeah. should, you know, we, we shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? Yeah, it is actually tiny compared to the federal budget, which is <laughs> a lot more yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. He uh, unveiled his forty-seven million. I'm sorry, billion, billion with a B dollar budget, uh, a record budget blueprint for the next uh-huh. fiscal year. He said, uh, "Missouri's booming economy, and uh, we have a historic budget surplus." Plus, we're getting federal. We're getting a lot of federal money from uh, uh, from all of this. Uh, yeah, and, and then there's the gas tax and all that. So, oh, yeah. yeah. We're in the money. Do 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 uh-huh. do. <laughs> Missouri's yeah. economy is strong. Parson uh, said hmm. during his annual state of the state address, with a historic budget surplus and federal dollars coming into our state, we want to build on our past momentum and capture even greater opportunities for the future of Missourians. Mm-hmm. How about giving us some of that money back? That would be great for the future of a lot of Missourians. Yeah. His budget uh, plan includes $24 billion in federal funds, $9 billion increase over uh, the current fiscal year. Of that, about $3 billion in American Rescue Plan Act funds. What a great name. Uh, the, the ARPA, American Rescue Plan. Da, uh-huh. da, da, da. Federal uh-huh. government to the rescue. Right. There's a cat stuck in a tree. Here comes the federal government <laughs> to get it down. <laughs> yeah. And we'll throw another $3 billion at the state of Missouri. Uh, the federal spending plan was approved with only Democratic support in Congress last March. Um, Parsons said Missouri would be using the federal support on long-term investments. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know we had an investment strategy, but apparently we do. Because hmm. with record revenue, we don't really need the federal money. No, not at all. Yeah. We're, we're, we can just stand on our own. Yep. The Republican governor's staff outlined American Rescue Plan spending, including $400 million for broadband, $411 million for water project grants and lead service line identification, and $126 million for modernizing modernizing online government services. It's about time. I just heard a huge <laughs> sucking sound to the tune of $126 million. Yeah, government for, spending it on themselves. For modernizing online government services. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe since they don't pay the people as well as they should, they should give them certain luxuries as far as their job is concerned Yeah. so they don't have to be so stressed out. Well, I know some people who work for the state in that capacity, and it's yeah, apparently... I don't hear anything good about it. There are people leaving those jobs all the time because of the bureaucracy of it all. What's the point, right? Yeah. Yep. So what else do we have here? Um, Budget uh, documents outline $469 million from the American Rescue Plan 
funding on capital improvements at Missouri public colleges and universities. Essentially what they're saying, they're going to bring in more liberal professors and try to rot the brains of the kids that are going there. Yeah, and, you know, something nobody talks much about is how these colleges and universities have escalated their costs to students over the last 20 years. Oh, sure. They, they charge a, a ridiculous amount for an education, and they, peep, they put the kids in debt, and then the government has to come along and try to bail out the kids who are deeply in debt. It's, it's just a... It's somebody ought to figure out why they are gouging the public on education and get them to lower their rates, not just to subsidize paying them. Well, you know, um, geez, college is going to be free here soon yeah. for certain people, for certain groups. But, you know, if your mom or dad, um, you know, somebody's a millionaire in the family, you'll have to pay through the nose. Yeah. But the universities are just going to rake in more and more money for this for providing free education because they're not doing it for free. Well, what we're talking about here, the fiscal year beginning July 1st includes $10.5 billion for elementary and secondary education, $3 billion increase over the current fiscal year. So let me ask you, uh, as far as things go, uh, when we're talking about uh, the increase to elementary and secondary education, are we talking paying the teachers uh, a better wage? Or are we talking about, again, more ways for uh, the education process to alienate parents, to push <laughs> the parents over here out of the way and say, you know what, you if you want your kid in the public school system, that's fine, but you are not going to be allowed, and, and, and I'm waiting for this other shoe to drop, by the way, you are not going to be allowed to have a say in your child's education. If your child is in the public school system and you want your child taught, uh, you know, given uh, an education, uh, then you will do it the way that we've established, or you can find another means uh, for, for teaching your child. It can come out of your pocket. Well, the future of uh, Missouri and Missouri families relies upon children being healthy, safe, and ready to learn. Uh, this is from the governor. We must continue to invest in our children and their education. Uh, he should have just uh, quoted the line from uh, the Whitney Houston song, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, one of the other stories in our news feed is uh, the fight to expand charter schools in Missouri. I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right away, it, it ought not to be a chart. It ought, it ought not to be a fight. It ought to be common sense. Give people more options. And right away, they, they kind of divert themselves into all these arguments about, you know, gay rights and and all kinds of things like that instead of the basic role of education is to teach uh, academics and some doesn't parents matter who you are or what you're about or your you yeah. know your parents sexuality. Are parents some pa parents are saying and and we have a very diverse population so the people have different values some parents are saying we don't want all of this socialization that you're giving us right we want good edu academic education and there are alternatives out there Two so. plus two is four. Two plus two is four. It as long as all of the kids in the class walk out knowing that two plus two is four, mm -hmm. then you're in good shape. Right now, charter schools are only available in Kansas City and St. Louis, which is kind of weird. And uh, any place where there is no accredited Missouri public school district. So I guess there are places around the state where there's no accredited school district. Uh -huh. So they want to they allow more freedom of charter schools, not just limit it to the, the big cities. Right. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> it should not be a, an, an argument. It shouldn't be a struggle. But they bring in all these peripheral ideas like, you know, 
whether these charter schools will have an elected board. Uh, I, I kind of think it'd be refreshing not to have elections for school board members. Just hold your school accountable and change schools if you don't like them. Right, right. Yep. Uh, from what I heard earlier this morning, there are 74 school districts that are closed today, and I don't know why. I, I guess it has to do with the weather, maybe. Or maybe, again, they're just out of uh, out of teachers because the teachers have COVID. Maybe a lot of the students have COVID. Yeah. And we've heard of this thing before, obviously. We know that uh, um, that these instances occur when you get uh, an illness that's uh, sweeping through the school like COVID is sweeping through the United States, it's time to uh, maybe shut things down for a while. I assume when they say they're they're closed that they're offering an online alternative. Some of them happening. do and some of them don't. Yeah. I remember years ago schools used to shut down uh, in August if the uh, temperatures were excessively hot because they didn't have such uh, great quality HVAC systems back right, then. Right. Uh, so maybe on an extreme cold day it would be very hard to... Uh, or very expensive to heat school buildings. Maybe that's part of the reason. You know, and, and they managed to make it through. I don't think any of the children ended up with frostbite. I don't think any of the children were overwhelmed by the heat because, you know, they made some smart decisions. Uh-huh. And um, I, what was it? I saw a picture of... Um, it was a picture of like uh, they were they were kids outside, and uh, there there looked like there was so much snow on the ground that they had to tunnel through it. But you know the, the kids were going to school regardless. And then they showed a picture, I guess, uh, of the uh, the kids today, and those kids were all laying around on the couch. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking before the show about a prepper program that we might be bringing on. Let's do it. And one of the things the, the, the prepper uh, was talking about is if you think you can't live without electricity or Internet, uh, understand that for thousands of years people lived without electricity and the Internet. <laughs> and if we get kicked off the grid, people will live without yeah, electricity it, and it, Internet. It is definitely doable. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a hardship. It's just that we are so accustomed to our comforts. And um, we could revert 50 years, you know, 50 years ago, people just didn't have all those comforts. I went to a school where we didn't have central air. I know that's hard to believe. It It was a big public school district, and we just opened the windows. We had fans. It's... Got to do what you got to do to make the uh, make the ends meet, as they say. Max Creek is on this list, by the way, and uh, Max Creek will be closed through tomorrow. Hmm. Okay. Doesn't say why, but it just says that they are on the. Uh, it, uh, I've got the list here in front of me, and I was just going to scan, kind of scanning through it a little bit. Hmm. <clears throat> but a lot of these uh, schools, uh, some of them have delayed the uh, start for an hour. Uh, a lot of them talk about virtual learning. Uh, uh, an AMI day. AMI. Yeah, whatever that means. Hmm. So anyway, that's uh, really the only school district that I can see on the list that's anywhere close to the Lake of the Ozarks, Max Creek, off uh, through tomorrow. 9.57 is our time. We're just about ready to wrap this one up. wanted to go back to what we were talking about in regard to the budget. And uh, the budget also, the, the $47 billion record budget, uh, 
Parson also proposed funneling a $500 million one-time payment to the state prison system uh, on top of uh, annual contributions shoring up the system for the future. Um, the budget director, Dan Hogg, or Haug, uh, I, I hope it's not pronounced Hogg, it's probably Haug, uh, said the governor is planning to spend every dollar the state has in its accounts in the coming fiscal year, which begins again on July 1st. So get ready for it, folks. Uh, of course, during the speech, and we mentioned this also, uh, the governor also repeating his call for Lawmakers to approve a mid-year budget adjustment by February 1st that includes 5.5% raises and a plan to bump the minimum wage for state employees to $15 an hour. Hmm. Okay. If you, uh, if you could have a state job and you could pick any job you wanted, what, uh, what state job would you want? That's a good question. I, I'm not really familiar with state jobs. Well, like working for the I state. mean, if I was... Uh, I'd like to work for the Department of Conservation, maybe. Conservation, yeah. I mean, if I was um, uh, younger and looking for a career, I would definitely get into their um, information systems because notoriously government information systems are pathetically poor, mm -hmm. and anybody could make a, a good name for themselves by fixing all of that. You mentioned earlier that uh, the state is struggling to hire and retain workers at turnover rate of about 26%. Yeah, that's pretty high. That's very high. But at least they have workers, right? Well, <coughs> you've got a 26% turnover rate, uh, which means there's probably, you know, and, and then they were talking about the the need to improve uh, government. What, what, what did we say? $126 million was going to go toward... Uh, Upgrading uh, the government facilities, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, and, and $126 million for modernizing online government services. But when you've got a turnover rate of 26%, <laughs> that's, that's, that's almost, uh, again, I hear that sucking sound of... <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to one guy who's a, a government uh, database administrator, and 